Welcome to the AJHP podcast series. The American Journal of Health System Pharmacy is the official journal of the American Society of Health System Pharmacists, an association of pharmacists committed to helping patients make the best use of medications. For more information about AJHP, please visit www.ajhp.org. This is William Zelmer, a contributing editor of the American Journal of Health System Pharmacy. The journal is featuring a series of interviews related to the publication of the proceedings of the Pharmacy Practice Model Summit, an important initiative of ASHP and the ASHP Foundation. And the objective of the initiative is to focus the efforts of health system pharmacists much more sharply on helping patients and patient care teams make the best use of medicines. This interview in the series is with Mark Siska, who is Assistant Director, Informatics and Technology in the Pharmacy Department at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. Mark, along with Dennis Tribble, wrote a briefing paper for the summit on the opportunities and challenges related to technology in supporting optimal pharmacy practice models. Mark, thank you so much for taking a little time for this discussion. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. You bet. Let's start by just having you characterize from your perspective the role and importance of health information technology in reforming the hospital pharmacy practice model so that we can bring pharmacists closer to patients. What is your view on that? Well, you know, it's an interesting discussion, uh, really, uh, in terms of uh, healthcare IT. uh, It's certainly an enabler. Uh, and a vehicle that we certainly have to leverage in order for us to be successful in moving the practice forward. In many respects, um, the current business model that we have for pharmacy practice and the, and the preferred professional model are not necessarily aligned. And we, we really need, in order to, um, to uh, better align those, we will need to, to certainly leverage um, the technologies uh, that are there, uh, whether it be automation or um, clinical decision support, those tools will certainly provide that bridge that we will need in order to um, better serve and get closer to the patient. So really overall, I think in terms of improving operational efficiencies and assuring quality and safety, I think we will need the technology to enable and assure that those things are met. So uh, overall, I think, again, it's really a, a an enabling scenario that we need to uh, again, leverage in order to uh, to make this happen. So without it, I think we can't uh, completely rely up upon it. I think that's a, a leap of faith. I think that uh, technologies are going to be uh, the answer, uh, the sole answer to this. I think we need to, to look at process, people, and tools. And if we um, look at those three things and, and use them effectively together, collaborate those three things, I think, uh, uh, be able to meet, the, meet our objective. In your briefing paper, you listed seven significant challenges from the broad perspective of hospital adoption of health information technology. Uh, One of the challenges uh, you labeled uh, as strategic. What do you mean by that? Well, I think a big mistake that people make when uh, putting in technologies is that they don't really have a strategic vision in terms of how we could best enable uh, or make the ideal IT-enabled med-use process. We're typically reactive, create what I call siloed iterative solutions, reactive solutions, uh, rather than really more of a 
uh, well-defined what this might look like in the future strategic plan, uh, simply because in many respects, I, I think the technologies that we need are not fully developed or mature enough to uh, meet the needs, that broader vision. But if we don't have a vision, I think it, uh, we, we tend to hurt ourselves in the long run because we automated and put in solutions that are really dead-end solutions because they're based on, again, they're siloed and uh, don't fit in the grand scheme of things. So when you're there and ready to uh, meet that grand scheme, you really need to kind of go back and, um, and relook at what you've done. So I think that's a huge mistake people make, again, because we, we become more reactive, solving problems uh, and, and not really solving them in a broader sense or with the grand scheme in mind. You also talk uh, in the paper about cultural challenges. Could you comment on that a bit? The cultural challenges are related more to adoption and a resistance to change and uh, change management and transformation, all those sorts of things that uh, we typically tend to battle when it comes to new things. Those are just inherent and either they're specific to us, uh, they, they can be localized, they, they can be more you know, generalized. But overall, it just really kind of falls into, you know, overall change management ability to, to move forward with uh, new things. And those are inherent in every organization as it relates to technology and tools. Mark, you've alluded a little <clears throat> bit to some of the limitations in the current state of health information technology. And given that fact that there is no perfect system out there, where should the priorities be, do you believe, with respect to uh, medication-related HIT, particularly in smaller institutions that probably have fairly limited access to the capital that's needed for investing in technology? Well, right now, the focus should be on adoption. You know, we need to lay down core EMRs and the core elements of end-use process support, um, documentation, ordering, dispensing, and monitoring. We need to lay down all the needed elements, including things like CPOE, your EMR, EMR. Uh, you need to put in wireless infrastructure, remote monitoring, things like that, single sign-on. Those are the core elements, including adoption, are really what organizations should focus on. Don't get too caught up in the more sophisticated, advanced clinical decision support systems, analytics, things like that will only uh, distract the focus needed need to really move the organization along with just getting in, getting in uh, systems to support core practices. So uh, as it relates to medicine, medication management. I know you've given a lot of thought to the preferred future with respect to medication-related health information technology. Could you comment a bit on what we might realistically see within the next five to 10 years in this regard? In the next five to 10 years, I, I think we realistically could, in many respects, be assured that we will have reached, I, I would think, that threshold or tip uh, within the next five years. And that's based, uh, in many respects, through the incentives that have been placed out there that people are chasing. Those that are, are late adopters will just almost, it'll be almost cost prohibitive for them not to uh, have adopted these tools simply because they'll be paying penalties. I think in the end, so as I mentioned before about kind of laying down the core foundation for these systems, I think realistically within the next five years, we, we can be assured that we will have reached that tipping point. Mark, uh, in your paper, you and Dennis Tribble list a number of recommendations for moving forward 
with health information technology and hospital pharmacy. What do you think the most important points are in that regard related to what individual practice leaders need to be doing at this time? Well, I think the the most important thing that they can do, Bill, is is recognize that healthcare information technology will be will play a huge role in in pharmacy practice. Without that recognition and understanding and embracing it, and 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 knowing that indeed it, it it's an, the enabler that's going to help you grow, rather than resisting and and looking for all the imperfections, I think that will hurt us. I think others who um, understand its role uh, and know what's coming will better be positioned to grow uh, their practice. Again, if we continue to resist, continue to look for all the reasons why not to move forward with HIT solutions, uh, that will hurt us. So that's the first and foremost. We also need to be able to accept that the current emerging tools and technologies could supplant uh, current roles. And it, it could be used effectively and safely. And we need to do more demonstration projects to show that. Uh, and that, and there's no reason to be concerned, particularly if we have oversight and play an important role in the development of these tools, and we're at the table in, in, in terms of its implementation and oversight. Again, I think there's no reason to be concerned, because we know that by moving the automation and technology to supplant some of those roles that, that we have not been able to get off of our, to move the, the practice forward, that'll continue to hurt us. And then we need, as I mentioned or articulate an, an ideal vision, and without that, um, we're lost, and we have chaos, and I think um, that's probably what we're experiencing today. Well, thank you, Mark. I really appreciate you taking time to, uh, to have this discussion on how technology can be an important enabler as uh, health system pharmacists uh, move ahead in reforming their practice models. This is William Zelmer, AJHP Contributing Editor, and I've been speaking with Mark Siska of the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, where he serves as Assistant Director of Informatics and Technology in the Pharmacy Department. That concludes this podcast. For more information, please visit www.ajhp.org.